Welcome to the Rise Inside podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird and powered by Rise Robotics. Listen as host Justin talks to experts from the Rise team about topics relating to mechanical engineering, industrial design, commercialization, and innovation. True collaborations work when ideas are integrated at inception to solve significant problems. Rise Inside brings together how the team continues to work with great folks to commercialize ideas. You're listening to the Rise Inside Podcast. Here is your host, Justin Starbird. Welcome back to the Rise Inside Podcast. My name is Justin Starbird, where we are continuing our Inside Rise employer, Employee Spotlight Series to get to know the folks behind what is making Rise so special and unique. And today I have Chief Operating Officer Tom Phelps with me. Tom, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Justin. No, it's uh, it's exciting. This is um, a, a neat role and a, and, a, and a new role to rise. So really happy to have you on board. Excellent. I'm very happy to be at Rise. <laughs> Great. Well, you know, Tom, this is a you know Rise is a in a unique space. Um, you know, trying to disrupt a, a pretty established uh, industry or, or market. Yeah, what you know, when you talk to your friends, your family, you know, you didn't start at Rise um, and and come through the ranks. You know, what, what do you tell people about Rise? Um, so, you know, let's maybe I can start like why I ended up at Rise and why I'm yeah. so excited about being at Rise. So, you know, I'm, you know, a little bit later in my career, uh, 20 going on 29 years. I've worked in uh, various industries from telecommunications, semiconductor tests, um, satellite propulsion, as lo- well as robotics. And really what I was looking for, um, was kind of looking at new opportunities was uh, kind of a, a revolutionary technology, a technology that can, has tremendous potential to, to really uh, change an industry and a technology that has wide applicability across multiple industries and also really a committed and brilliant founding team. And I fu- checked all those boxes with Rise. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the, the, the founding team is incredible in terms of the technology that they've developed. Um, the technology itself, the, the Rise technology, the Rise cylinder, has the ability to really revolutionize and replace hydraulics and really help a lot of industries achieve their goals of achieving net zero emissions, you know, fully electric vehicles, uh, but doing it with a technology that is highly efficient. Um, and, and really, it allows us to help companies design machines without compromise, achieving their goals, um, but but making the machine more robust, making the machine um you know, with advanced technology, achieving net zero emissions, but also improving the lifting capability uh, in certain cases of, of the equipment. Uh, so what I tell folks when I, when I talk, to, talk about Rise is, Rise at its core is a technology company. It's a enabling technology company where we can partner with the industry leaders in different markets and really redesign their, their machines and, and help them really achieve their next generation goals for their equipment. Um, so it's a pretty exciting place to be at. There's a lot of potential. Um, you know, the applicability ranges anywhere from lift gates, you know, with our partnership with Anthony Liftgates, uh, aircraft material handling equipment with the, the DOD and commercial entities, as well as uh, the ability to really impact a wide range of additional industries 
uh, container handlers, scissor lifts, construction equipment. Uh, you know, the, the list just goes on and on in terms of how this technology can be applied. Um, and that's really what I tell, uh, you know, my friends and family while, when I tell them about Rise is I'm working at this technology startup that has the ability to impact, you know, name an industry, and we probably can have an impact there. Um, it's just an incredible technology. So you go going back to the boxes that you checked. I mean, uh, you know, when you were looking at the at the role, you know, what did you envision your role would be uh, here? And then, you know, what has it kind of led to so far? Sure. So, um, you know, the chief operating officer role is um, probably not the most defined role at most companies. It's <laughs> it's really the person that kind of comes in and plugs holes and, and helps improve processes. Um, and really, uh, the way I look at it is the, the COO role really is a, a strong partner with the founding team, the CEO, uh, to let you know the CEO focus on uh, things like fundraising and customer partnerships and really growing the company. And the COO role is really focused on the internal operations. How do we make it more efficient? How do we stand up our uh, operations, processes, manufacturing partners, so we can meet the growing demand that we're seeing for our product. Uh, and, you know, I'm only on week eight. Uh, so, so far, um, the role has been pretty aligned with my expectations. Um, but it's, you know, a, a mix of uh, working on operations, uh, supporting program management, um, helping with the development and, and structure and, and helping a startup grow. Um, and putting all the appropriate processes in place, whether it's facilities related, uh, operations, um, HR based. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a wide range of things. And that's what's exciting about the role is, you know, every day is a little bit different. Um, yeah. You know, it's a combination of looking ahead and a little bit of firefighting, depending <laughs> on what's going on that day. Right. Well, I can't wait to do this interview again at week 80. Um, to see, to see, uh, you know, how far you've come, how far rise has come. I mean, uh, it, it, just in the last two months, I mean, there's still growth and new business development opportunities coming out. Are you, are you just like, man, this is so cool every day. I, I am, I am. And, and rise is, is at a point where, uh, there's probably more opportunities than bandwidth. So, uh, part of that is like filtering those opportunities and, and making sure that we can, um, you know, meet and exceed our customer expectations. Uh, so that's part of the role too, is, is order management, um, you know, making sure that we over deliver to customers and, and really build the uh, Rise Robotics brand uh, and reputation. You know, what, uh, what kind of things prepared you for this? You, you mentioned several industries that you worked in, and, and I'm sure that goes along with, you know, several roles. Um, it, but but what, what, were you, what led you to Rise? What, what were you doing before uh, you met Blake and Aaron, Tomas and Kyle? Sure. So I, I would say the, the um, experience that was most applicable and actually provided the, the, the best background and, and fundamental experience for RISE was, you know, the 15-ish years that I worked in uh, defense robotics, uh, which was a combination of iRobot and then Endeavor Robotics. Um, and in those roles, I had various leadership roles. Uh, in some cases, I was responsible for operations, um, you know, for, for different programs, such as the, the PackBot robot. 
And then I also did business development. I did program management, product management, uh, develop product roadmaps, uh, as well as um, going after programs of record for the uh, DOD and, and then becoming the program director for those programs once we won them. Uh, so the most recent program that I had that I was responsible for at uh, Endeavor Robotics was the MTRS Inc. 2 program, which is a $158 million program that we won to deliver 1,200 robots to the uh, Army, and that has expanded since uh, to the other services. Uh, so that's something I'm really proud of, and I, I think provided a good fundamental background uh, for what I need to do at RISE. Um, most recently, uh, I was the VP of Engineering and Product at Axion Systems, uh, which is another startup in the, the Boston area that is building a novel uh, electric propulsion systems for satellites for in-space operations. Uh, so that was pretty exciting. Uh, you know, I, I gained a lot of experience there as well, um, but ultimately wanted to kind of get back to my roots uh, in, in robotics and uh, dealing with equipment, um, uh, heavy hardware, and, and that's where uh, RISE uh, aligned really well. Uh, with kind of the the next step uh, in my career. Well, you know, working with startups and you know, revolutionizing some different spaces and and solving, you know, problems to you know things that most people didn't even know were were issues. Um, you know, leads to high levels of stress and uh, and a lot of um, you know sometimes time away from family. What what's it like when you when you get home? What kind of things do you do to unwind and and uh, you know, leave the office at the office. Uh, so, so it's kind of easy for me to to, to make that uh, transition because I have three teenagers. Uh, so that keeps <laughs> me uh, pretty busy. Um, you know, between school, sports activities. Uh, when I do have free time, I I, I like to uh, ski and and go hiking uh, and really kind of enjoy uh, the environment in uh, New Hampshire and Massachusetts. Um, that's how I make the the transition. Um, but, you know, this is exciting work. Uh, so I wouldn't say this is all work for me. Uh, you know, the, the things I do at Rise are, are fun. And, and, you know, I think it's we're helping to uh, develop and, and really grow a company. And that's really exciting. Uh, so sometimes I put in more hours than I should. But, you know, that's because I'm enjoying myself. Yeah. Well, so, you know, speaking of that. You know that vision that the founders shared with you that the, that you're now a part of. You know what do you think is makes that so important, and and why should should pe why should people be paying attention to to what we're doing? So you know the the, the founders have been with Rise. Um, I don't know the exact time frame. I want to say eleven years, but I could be wrong there. Uh, but it's been quite a while, and, and the company has gone through different uh, evolutions of what the focus of the uh, core technology was. Mm -hmm. um, but really, their vision to really grow the company and uh, develop the technology and, and really have that technology impact multiple markets, they, they really have a grand vision of, of how Rise can, can really help um, you know, address some of the, the gaps and in, in, in help equipment become zero emissions. Uh, so you have some uh, electric vehicles that are still using hydraulics. Uh, then you have you know, standard uh, gas powered vehicles that are still using hydraulics. And there's, there's a lot of um, you know, potential pollution that can occur uh, from those, those types of vehicles. You, you have 
um, you know, hydraulic oil um, that can spill. So, so, you know, that's one aspect of it, the net zero, but they're not just replacing that with something that's, um, you know, the equivalent of hydraulics. They're replacing it with something that has better efficiency that can really open up the aperture of, of what can be done with that vehicle over time. So it's not just a direct replacement. Um, it's a replacement with improvements and also adding on additional capabilities such as health monitoring, um, things like telemetry and, and internet of things that can be done with the equipment um, that can really uh, make the uh, service of the equipment um, a lot more efficient. And, um, you know, th the whole operation of a fleet uh, just so much better, um, you know, with the use of rise technology like the rise cylinder. At the end of the day, though, it's going to come back to you, right? And creating those systems internally to uh, continue to solve those, you know, monstrosities of, of problems or, you know, concerns that people have. Some of the, the systems that you're putting in place or that you're overseeing, you know, aren't, uh, you know, haven't been created before. What is that like, you know, for you each day to kind of think through, you know, really differently, um, but still adhere to, you know, industry standards relative to, to safety, compliance, and those sorts of things? It's, it's an interesting challenge, uh, something that I, that I enjoy taking on. Um, you know, we have we, we have to be versatile, right? Because each partner that we have in the different industries will have a different model in terms of how they want to partner with us. Uh, so it could range from, uh, you know, basically us providing the, the technology and they manufacture it. It could be RISE manufacturing it. So we need to basically, uh, we need to uh, basically have a robust supply chain um, that can meet the needs of the customers that can provide the quality, the test validation, uh, the the uh, tracking of material uh, that's required to be successful, um, and we also have the the, the test validation, um, you know, of the equipment. Um, you know, how many months do we need to uh, put something in service for us to be fully confident in it? Um, you know, it takes a lot of testing. So, you know, all of these things are converging in terms of move transitioning a product from a robust prototype into a production product that you can build at a higher scale with high repeatability and high levels of quality. Um, so that's really where we are in the transition stage right now is making that transition from robust prototypes to working with partners and, and really uh, defining uh, our supply chain and our test strategy and how we're gonna work with partners. Um, but we need to be flexible because each partner will have a different model. Yeah. You know, I'll get to opportunities in a second, but where do you see obstacles now or, or where do you see, you know, areas where there, there can be improvement, you know, either uh, internally or, or externally arise? Um, there'll be continued opportunities for uh, improvement around uh, scaling up the operations, uh, getting the, the maximum value from the supply chain. Um, you know, we're still in kind of low rate. Uh, production volumes. So as we we scale up and we look at you know how we're procuring equipment, how we're partnering, uh, there'll be opportunities for uh, further uh, cost reductions uh, in the overall structure of the product. And conversely, you know, do you see opportunities? Where do, where do you see this going? Uh, sure. So. Um, you know, Not to we put you we, on the spot or anything, you know, but you've been yeah. here eight weeks, you know, 
<laughs> you know, where where are you going with all of this, Tom? <laughs> um, so, I mean, where I'd where I'd like to to see things go is that we have a uh, you know established base of strong manufacturing partners. Now, I'm not saying contract manufacturers; these are manufacturing partners. They'll be doing the 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 uh, activity of a contract manufacturer, but we want to have companies that can grow with us over time. Um, so, as our uh, demand increases uh, for our different products, um, you know, there'll be some commonality between products and then there'll be unique components for, for each product variant or product application. Uh, we want to have a healthy set of partners that can work with us, uh, be flexible, uh, help us, you know, manage those, those peaks in demand um, and then some of the trials that occur and, and, and help us level those uh, so we can provide predictability to our customers. Yeah, I I gotta I gotta imagine that right now everything seems really exciting and and there's um there is a lot to you know take in on a daily basis. But what are you most excited about it uh, about with all of this? What is it the team? Is it you know uh, the opportunity? You know where where do you see your most excitement? And you know jump out of bed and be like, man, I'm gonna do this today. Uh, yeah. So uh, from a company standpoint, I think the most excitement is still. The, you know, we're still in the early stages of, of partnerships. So it's, it's really excitement is really proving out the technology in the specific uh, applications. Um, Rise has done a tremendous amount of testing on the core technology in the lab and has, you know, tested equipment to millions of, you know, components to millions of cycles, if not tens of millions of cycles, and has uh, done simulated applications to hundreds of thousands of cycles. Um, now it's actually getting it out into the field, you know, testing with our partners and real world applications and really proving it out. That's, that's where a lot of the near term excitement is. And then kind of behind the scenes from an operation standpoint, we're preparing for, you know, once we achieve those milestones and the customer says, okay, now I want to do 50 trucks or I want to do a hundred trucks or a few hundred trucks. We need to be ready to say, okay, let's go, let's go build it. We, we have a um, well-defined process that we can just turn on. Um, so all that work is being done behind the scenes as the product is being validated in the specific applications. And that's what's kind of exciting, um, you know, getting all of that in place, getting it ready to go so we can turn it on and start, you know, cranking out rise cylinders. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm with you, man. This is, um, you know, sitting here, being able to hear your excitement, being able to you know, hear from Kyle and Zoe and Hector and others, um, you know, as we talk about what each of their roles are comprised of and then seeing that vision, you know, come together and it turn into orders. I think, I think that's a lot, you know, everybody's got a little bit of a fingerprint on stuff and, you know, feels really good about what they've done at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, some, some of the things, um, you know, I, I've had this question asked of me in the past when I was in the, the role of a VP of engineering. How do you motivate engineers? The way engineers are motivated is by seeing the product that they've spent hours developing, testing, validating, tweaking, being used by customers and being successfully used by customers and having customers say, I love this product. This is what it's done for me. Rise has that potential, right? And, and we're moving in that direction. Uh, so being able to get product to 
uh, be validated by the DOD, getting product to be validated by Anthony Liftgates and working with some of our other uh, partners, well, you know, that's exciting, right? That's exciting for the engineering team. That's exciting for the entire Rise team to actually see the products being used and to, to really see the, the, the difference that that product can make from an operational standpoint for those customers, right? So yeah. you're taking, transitioning it from theory to actual ap real application. And that's that's really exciting work. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, you say hours, but it's really days, weeks, months, in some cases, years of uh, this validation that you're that you're now overseeing. That's correct. Yeah, very cool. Well, Tom, uh, thank you so much for for joining me today on this uh, the series on Inside Rise. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you very much, Justin, for having me. Uh, I always enjoy talking about Rise and the excitement and potential of the company and, you know, the great things that are, we're, we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Well, uh, let this be the standing invitation to, to come back anytime and, and talk about, you know, the, the different things that you're working on that, that get you excited. This has been awesome. Definitely take you up on that offer, Justin. All right. Sounds good. Well, you've been listening to the Inside Rise series on the Rise Inside podcast. I've had Tom Phelps, the Chief Operating Officer for Rise, with me today. To all of you listening, until next time. You have been listening to the Rise Inside podcast, presented by Rise Robotics. On behalf of our guest today and host Justin Starbird, thank you for listening. Please share your feedback on our LinkedIn page 